When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to She Podcast. This is Jessica Kupferman. And with me today, besides our wonderful producer, John Buchanan, is a guest since Elsie is on the road with her fam. Today we have the lovely and talented Emily Prokop. Yay, Emily. Hi, Hi everyone. So good to have you. We have some interesting stuff to talk about today. But firstly, you haven't been on the show in a long time, right? When's, where were you on with Elsie last time? Do you want to hear something great? The time I was on the show the last time was almost exactly a year ago because it was right on my birthday on April 25th. So I'm in the same week. This is my She Podcast week, I guess. (laughs) Well, hopefully we'll have, I mean, you know, we'll hopefully have you on a little bit more, especially since Emily is helping us with the event. She's like my, I I can't say Elsie. She's just, no, I love how you described it. You absorbed me. You and Elsie both absorbed me. Yes. The She (laughs) Podcasts women team has has absorbed emily like osmosis so she's been helping me with all kinds of stuff with the event and you know she's like our go-to substitute for when we need a guest and she came to visit me at my house we talked about the event we saw john that's weird though that you that you were on a year ago i know well the nice thing was you guys already talked about the podcast consumer report so i didn't have to dig through that this week this year (laughs) did you look at it though yes i did i did was did it was anything interesting to you about it whatsoever or no Again, I'm not making you dig through it now, truly. No, just... no, because it was all the general sense of it was podcasting is doing well. Let's just keep podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. And well, there was some interesting. I mean, I thought I found it very interesting that like no one uses iTunes search to find podcasts. They used yeah. to. Number It used to be number one. Now we can just stop all that nonsense altogether. Well, I also think it's interesting that I don't think as many people when they say I listen to podcasts are defining podcasts by RSS feed. They're thinking podcasts. Oh, I watch a video show on YouTube. That's a podcast, right? So, you know, that's something that we have to take into consideration. That's true. There were two different surveys. The one that was released at the NAB, they didn't even specify what was a podcast. So their whole survey was moot. Yeah. (laughs) They didn't even tell you what it was. Go ahead, John. I can tell that you're peeing your pants to say something. (laughs) My thing is, I think that we don't use iTunes search. We don't go to, oops, I'm sorry, Apple podcast search. Mm-hmm, what we mm-hmm. do is we go to the podcast player that we use and we use that search, the search podcast, which mm-hmm. I guess in turn is kind of using the Apple podcast search. But most of the time, 90% of the time, the podcasts I listen to are ones that are recommended by other people. And they say, oh, you got, you got to hear this podcast. And then I will go grab it, search it, listen to it. is by word of mouth. For me, if I didn't know a lot of people that listen to podcasts, I probably would use search more. Hmm. I did when I was just a listener and I didn't know other podcasters. I would use search. And one of the nice things about the Apple search itself is that you can search by episode title. And that's what I wanted. So if I heard a guest on a podcast and maybe they didn't have a podcast, but I wanted to hear them on other shows, I could search for their name and a lot of titles would come up. And that's why I tell clients, put your guest name somewhere in the title because people are going to search for those guests. But mm. 
I'm now on an Android. I'm using a Google Pixel and I use Google Podcasts. They don't have a great search per episode and neither do any of do many of the other apps. They don't search by episode. They will show you if you search for something, the actual podcast, if it has that in the title of the podcast itself, or it'll search the author field, but it won't necessarily give you an episode about that, which is really interesting. And I mean, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, because sometimes I just wanted there was one day I just wanted to search for all the podcasts that had Julie Andrews on because I love her. And it was great in Apple Podcasts. I could just find them. Now it's like you search Julie Andrews and it's like the Julie Andrews show where we talk everything Julie Andrews. I'm like, okay, you're my people. But (laughs) hold on. Julie Andrews as in Mary Poppins? Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you didn't bring that up when you were here because my husband thinks she's like the devil incarnate. (gasps) I know. I can't figure out what his problem is, but I'm just like, stop saying that. It's Mary Poppins. And he's like. She needs to rot in hell like the oh, devil. Like He gets really crazy about it. And I'm like, I think he's every time it comes up, he's like twitching. It's like he's his soul's been converted into some kind of weird demon. It's really weird. He hates her. Scott is dead to me. He is dead. To I, me. Know. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I watched Mary Poppins so much as a kid that I wore the tape out. I had to just skip over the part where the letters go up the chimney because it was just not watchable. That section. <laughs> I for between three and four, I had people calling me Mary Poppins. Oh my god, Emily! That's that's how obsessed I am with Julie Andrews. So Scott, Scott's on my list. It's a piece of paper. It says Scott right now. I know, dude. I know it's crazy. (laughs) So what I did was while we were talking about this, because I remember doing some searches for like certain podcasters, and so now because I have my new Android, we have the same phones, Emily and I, and. So when I put in Julie Andrews, it there's a bunch of now episodes pop up. Good. Okay, great. So now okay. it seems like they've changed things, so it is popping up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Julie Andrews, an angel on my shoulder, Scott. And that's from <laughs> What It Don't Takes Don't worry, podcast. he'll never listen. <laughs> so it makes no insane. difference. Truly. So it looks like it's doing it now. Good. But good. they don't tell that's, you. They never right. tell you. So if you search once and it doesn't happen, you're like, well, I guess that's it. Yep, we never try never again. Yep. That's true. And I remember Elsie and you saying to remind people, if you searched for my show before, do it again when the whole new Apple website, Apple episode website uh, mm-hmm. updated itself. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So Emily came to visit two weekends ago, last week. We last, last weekend. Week? Yeah. Last weekend she yeah. was here. And um, well, a lot happened between then and now. So it probably seems like two weeks ago. <laughs> yes. What happened, Jessica? What happened? Well, yeah. Wednesday, Wednesday, at the very last minute, we hit double our Kickstarter goal of $25,000 and hit $50,000 with 20 minutes left to spare. And wow. Kelly Glover, thank you, Kelly Glover. Kelly Glover bought the last eight tickets. So we were high, I was at 191 tickets and I was 191% backed. And it was kind of losing my marbles at that minute because I was just <laughs> like, what's going to happen? Where's um, our doot doot, John? Yay. Thank you. So, yeah, so Wait a minute. we, 50, we 000, funded our- Hold on one second. $50,000 actually deserves a doot doot. Doot doot. <laughs> John has that on his soundboard. Is that you? Show. Yeah. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so we funded our kick. We didn't just fund our Kickstarter because that was before you came. But now we have double the amount of money, which means we have double the amount of budget, which maybe means that we can get the fitness marshal. <laughs> I don't know, but that would be fun. I'm just kidding. Chris will never let me do it, I don't think. But We're I do all want to. singing. Cake, 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 cake. Go yeah. have your cake. 
send it to your brother. Whatever. That's right. Oh, yeah. It was throw it in your face. Rub it on your body. Rub it on your body. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, That's so funny. So, yeah. So we have done the budget. We have the hotel in place. We have the website, which is now... Well, it's a couple because I made sure that everything rerouted to it. So it's live.shepodcast.com. It's also shepodcast.com forward slash live. It's also shepodcastlive.com. <laughs> Did I confuse you? Um, anyway, whatever, however you want to spell it that or type it, that's how it's in. All roads lead to She Podcast Live. Emily, you don't know what I went through last night. So Emily texted me. I told her the website was ready. And like at, ele- at like 10, 9, 30, 10, she goes, here's what it looks like on mobile. And it was all fucked up. And I, I was like, shit. So I was like, I just added so much work to Jessica's plate. No, I <laughs> so for two hours, as we were watching Star Trek, I'm using my – the way that I fix problems on a website is I have a plug-in where I touch it. And then I touch the thing that's not working. And it tells me the CSS element that's broken. And then I can fix it. Well, that doesn't work on mobile. So I was just guessing for two hours, like, is it this <laughs> container? Is it this container? Is it margins or padding or borders? I was like, I was making myself crazy because it could be section. It could be column. It could be element. So like all three of those have margins and padding and borders. Oh, my. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Two hours of trying to fix it till finally I was just like, fuck it. It's just, this is just how it's going to look. And I think it looks okay now, but it's not perfect. I think it gets the general gist across. You get the general gist and it's functional, which is all I care about is that it's functional. I tried plugins. Yeah. I mean, don't feel bad because I would rather you tell me and have me do the work than, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want a poopy website. So I'd rather you just tell me. And the other thing is, I just know from conferences that I've gone to, I'm constantly going to the website because people will ask me, oh, where is it? When is it? And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know those details off the top of my head. And I'll go to the the website. And if they don't have that information right there at the very top of the dates, where it is, the hotel, I get so frustrated. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I just I need this information quickly. But I also want a website where I can click through things. And I think at this point you have uh, some speakers listed and what else do you have in the website? I have speakers listed. I have the venue. I have some FAQs. I have, let's see. Let me go to it. Hold on. Well, John, are you looking at it? No. Of course not. Did you decide on WooCommerce? No. There is an app called Attendify, which PT uses from FinCon. Oh, okay. And that's what I decided to use. So registration now is through something called Attendify. I think it looks pretty cool. It's very colorful and nice. Yeah. I'm pretty happy about it. Some of it, I mean, my computer's small, so it's actually hard for me to tell. Like, is this too big? Is this too small? That I can't looks really beautiful. tell. Thank you. All right. So, yeah, I have some speakers on there. I, ha- I don't have the speaker application on yet because the backers get first dibs. So, I just sent all the backers a message telling them that if they want to apply, here's the thing. And I've gotten a lot so far, actually. Let's see. Oh, do toi, quatre, cinq, six, siete. I have like nine or ten already in the, in the first, like, half hour that I sent it out. So that's cool. And it's probably important to mention that this is the only year that backers will get first dibs on speaking, right? Because Oh, yeah. The Next year, year you- it's just going to be whomever. Yeah, because this was the year you did the Kickstarter and yeah. without any sessions put out there or sponsors or anything. These are people who gave money because they believed in She Podcast. They have bibs because they have blind faith. And that's really <laughs> what matters in a friendship, I think. Blind faith and trust... You got to respect that. Yeah. Even for 20 bucks, you've got to respect it. You know what I mean? Like they put their skin in the game and I feel like, you know, and also it also feels like because, you know, as a backer, I would appreciate that because 
you know, it it is out of loyalty and you want to feel that the people you're loyal to are also loyal to you. So we are just so as you knows. Um, is John frozen? Or are you just now? I'm, now I'm looking at the website. You have me looking at the website oh. now. <laughs> you have three ADHD podcasters I know, you guys trying are to fucked. make a show. <laughs> I know. Sorry, dude. It's easier when else you know when Elsie's here. She just rambles on, and John and I have a minute to like focus. But now all three of us are trying to. It's hard when you don't have somebody who just can like dive in deep on a topic and let us our brains rest for a minute. So it's going <laughs> to take us a minute. So the website's done. I, I think it's very colorful and nice. Feel free to send me your criticism and I'll feel free to ignore it if I need to. Um, <laughs> no, it's um, it's going to be really fun. Now the fun stuff will begin. So Emily, Emily, first of all, has been so helpful. She helped me with the application. She's helped me with some of the some of the sp- she spreadsheeted the hell out of some of the stuff I was doing. Um, and now the real fun's going to begin. We have to do like a market. Well, you got to tell me what you want to help with, really, Emily. Like, yeah, the next steps right now are gathering speakers and putting together some kind of list of content for our four tracks and who we want. Um, speaker reach out because there's a list of people that I know Elsie and I want. And also we're actively looking for keynotes. Sponsor reach out. But I, I was in the middle of doing a deck and then I realized one of my best friends from camp works for a company that does what they call show running. It's like AV and lighting and stage design and sponsor deck and programs and lanyards and key cards and all that shit. So wow. she just started a new company last week and out of complete – this is so funny because like the only reason she, – she didn't think she knew what I was doing up to. She had a dream – that we were at a party together. Well, first of all, out of nowhere, I haven't talked to her in months. She, I got a text from her. Is your mom a nurse? I was like, bookkeeper. <laughs> she said, I had a dream that we were in a party and I hurt my foot and your mother was nursing me back to health and her sister. I'm like, well, first of all, my aunt's a graphic designer. Second of all, she probably would nurse you back to health. <laughs> and third of all, we are going to a party because I'm having this big party. And she was like, what? Because I just started this thing. And what? And so... We're going to have a talk like next week to see if her company can help me because that would be so fun. To, we've worked together on stuff before. She's worked for a bunch of different event companies. And when I was a designer, she used to hire me to do the programs. I would design oh, cool. the programs. Yeah. And she would like she would like go be go between between me and the actual client, which was her boss. So it was fun. So work, working with your friends is always fun. It makes it so much better, I think. So I might get in trouble here. But then again, I wouldn't be me if I didn't do this. So you're looking for keynote speakers. Who would be a better keynote speaker than Elsie and you? Well, she and I. For the first one. So there's two main days of the conference, and she and I will both take one of those days to open and welcome. So, like, I mean, it's kind of like emceeing, but kind of like, you know, hello, everyone. Welcome to the day. Are you guys ready? Are we excited? Before we get started, I just want to talk about X, Y, and Z. I'm sure I'll talk about one thing. She'll talk about another thing. It'll be like a half hour. It's not like a full keynote. Like, I don't want. I'm not making slides. Like, I don't need to do – if I want to do a workshop, I'll do a workshop the day before or the day after. I don't need to do, like, a whole – I want to – you know, the point is to give people the spotlight. I guess, the, but, I mean, it's the very first She Podcast. I mean, I've, if I'm coming and, and I'm a podcaster and I'm coming to this event, the person I want to see, the person I want to open the show and welcome me as a keynote speaker is the two of you. Emily, what do you yeah. think? I mean, what's your thoughts on this? We are opening the show, but yeah, I hear you. Yeah, we talked about this a bit. And I think the fact that they have access to Elsie and Jess through the whole conference is going to be, I don't know if it's more important than a keynote from them, but I also think you guys are going to talk in the beginning Mm -hmm. and 
you did say, I don't know if this is public knowledge, but you did say something like setting the intention for the conference itself, yeah, getting the yeah. mindset there. Exactly. And I think that's really important. And and also you're going to sort of do some things on that Thursday before the early registration and there'll probably be some meetups, but I think just having you guys open the show officially with both of you there just saying thank you. And you guys are planning to do that anyway. Yeah. I mean, what would you I'm just curious, John, since you've brought this up, what would you like to hear each of us speak about if you were an attendee? I would just like to hear the story, not like the how she podcast started and how it has grown and where it has taken. And then now it's a conference, you know, kind of yeah. like that, the evolution, like the evolution of dance, the evolution of <laughs> she podcast. <laughs> you want dance dance evolution, but in she podcast form. form is what you're saying. Yes. Well, you know what? That would be a good thing to ask people listening and to give them, give us their feedback at feedback at she podcast.com. Yes. Thank you, Emily. Tell us what you want to see at this conference, not just necessarily what you want Elsie and Jess to do, but what do you actually want to see at this conference? I'm actually going to send around a poll for the entertainment part, Emily, because like I'm having lots of ideas thrown at me about the entertainment. Like most people have said, don't make any parties too loud because we never get to talk to one another. And fair enough. However, karaoke is really fun, especially when everyone's in it together. However, (laughs) <laughs> if if we do karaoke in the hotel and we're not drinking, is it going to be that fun? However, I mean, like there's there's all this talk. So there's like regular party, swanky party, cocktail party, pajama party, movie party. Ooh. And there are only two nights. Two there's only, nights. Well, right. There's Thursday night. Right. So like I can't do every. And then there's also live shows. So like should we do live shows? And then just set people free to do karaoke at like at 10 o'clock? Or should we try and create? a nighttime everyone show up in your jam jams and we'll like i think you should create options two options okay yeah, I mean, I, say, i'm envisioning a room full of bean bags well okay what i'm saying is you like know? people who want to talk over here people who want to karaoke over here people who want to do yeah. this over here and then have yeah. three separate places where they can you know they can do what they want to do i say especially because you know you've been to conferences we all want options we want to be able to if we want to go watch a speaker, we'll go watch a speaker. If we want to go hang out and network, we're going to go hang out and network. If we want to go sing karaoke badly, I would go sing karaoke badly. You know, something uh, like speak that. Speak for yourself. Well, first no, of I am all, speaking that's for myself. true. But also, I'm wondering, does that create a situation where, like at least for me, I want to do both. And since I can't, am I going to be grouchy? I don't want anybody to be grouchy. That's either. only something you yeah. can answer yourself. True. Or you can yeah. do a song and then go out and network and then come back and sing a song. I mean, you can move around. Were you True. you were telling me that the space that you have, there is enough room and you're getting enough room for one room that could be the loud raucous party and then just have another room that's for the people like me who are introverts and it, if we people too much, Wait we have to go and kind of cry in a corner for a bit. <laughs> I think you've hit it. We'll call it the introvert extrovert party. <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, my God. I have to write this down right now. <laughs> and so we have a loud room for karaoke. And then in a, in like an adjoining room or ballroom, we have beanbags and aromatherapy. <laughs> and like... And that's... Yeah. That's and like the other thing of, is when I yeah. do... How about just chairs um, or a couch or something? Beanbags. Yeah. I don't know how, how easily beanbags will travel. Right. That's, Listen, that's unless, not my problem. That's the hotel's problem. <laughs> We demand beanbags. Get Chris on that. Get your fucking beanbags and get them in the fucking ballroom. What did I say? Can I no, do my Chris imitation? 
right, Jessica. Yeah, it's the really bean easy bags aren't going to happen. The bean bags aren't going to happen. All right, we're going to get chairs. Uh, these are podcasters, and some of them are old, and some of them are very heavy. They're not going to be able to get in a bean bag for you know. We're all night. We'll be pulling people out of bean bags, Jessica. There's no bean bags. <laughs> hey, uh, I want to know if you still thought about that bean bag thing. Oh. You think that bean bag thing is still on the table? Do you think that bean is still on the I table? Love Chris, so much. So he was really funny during the Kickstarter because I think he gets notifications whenever there's new activity, just like I do. Like, every, like if you have the Kickstarter app and you're a, and you're a creator on the project, then every time someone pledges, it, I would get a notification. It was actually kind of exciting. But what was even funnier is that Chris would then open the app, refresh it to see how many percentage we were, and so I'd see in backer, and then I'd see another backer, and then I'd see thirty five percent. <laughs> and then it would be like two more or three more backers and be like, oh my God, you're at 40. We're going to hit 40, dude. You're a champ. He is so charming. I love that he's excited for everybody. Every, anything some anything good happens, he's excited for them. He was so excited. He was like, this is so much fun. He would call me every, every day. We would have like a beginning call and a wrap-up call. And he'd be like, here's what you got to do. Today we're going to focus on this. Don't do anything else but this. This is the most important thing. And then halfway through the day, he'd be like, did you forget? Don't forget to do this. And then he would give me something else. And then at the end of the day, he'd be like, you know what? It's so awesome because like I give you stuff to do and then it gets done. It's like the best. <laughs> I love that. I mean, like, he wasn't trying to blow smoke up my ass or anything. He was just like, I love that, like, we're working together as a team. We're getting everything done. It just must feel really, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't want to say what other partners are like, but I'm just saying, you know, I am the type of person where, like, someone gives me something to do. Is I try to do it in, like, 20 minutes. So, like, Elsie, like, when we were doing the Women Who Podcast thing, very first when we first met, she was like, um, what if we did a podcast? And, like, in two hours, the website was up. <laughs> She was like, wow, I guess we're doing it then. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. Here we go. What do you think of this logo? <laughs> she was like, oh, uh, cool, great. Because she had said when I started the Facebook group for the first time, like, I've always wanted to start a Facebook group. And I just kind of looked at her like, what do you mean you always, what? It's like five minutes. You push a button, it's begun. <laughs> I guess the idea of it had been really overwhelming, you know? So, yeah, so Chris is the same way. He's just like, wow, I just tell you to do stuff and you do it. I'm like, well, yeah, isn't that what people do? Who does like, he I work guess not. with that when he tells people to do stuff, then they don't do it? How, who does he work with that does that? I have no idea, but he's worked with a lot of people. He had Tampa Bay business owners. You know, he had a couple other businesses, and it's possible that, like, other people have other businesses, too. This is the only thing I'm working on. So, like, he tells me to do something. I have nothing else to do. I'm going to do it. Whereas, like, you know, like, other people have other businesses. He has other businesses. Nothing else is... It's his full focus. You know, this is my full focus. So maybe that's just what he's talking about. Kind of leads us into our next topic. Somebody got in trouble. Yes. Let's talk about that if we could. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. Okay. We had a little bit of dissent in the ranks this week with the whole pod fading conversation. So there's three articles all on the podcast business journal, starting with Ed Ryan's could podcasters deal with the pressure of being a radio host. I think that Ed finds it hilarious when people talk about pod fading and podcast burnout, because in his opinion, if it's a hobby, deal with it. And it shouldn't be that difficult. If it's that difficult, just don't do it, right? And then other people were very angry at this <laughs> outlook for saying, and they were throwing tomatoes at him, and they were angry. So let's—I mean, yeah. So what do you guys think? 
of the first article. Let's just start there, I guess. So Ed Ryan has been very nice to me and generous to me. So it's very hard for me to see comments of, I'm unsubscribing. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about because he's tried for months to get in with podcasters and sort of bridge that animosity between podcasters and the radio folks. So it's really surprising that Ed Ryan, who also I think works for Radio Inc., and he does, oh, the, I forget the name of the podcast, but it's interviewing podcast hosts, and he's trying to sort of bridge that gap there between them. So it's really surprising to see this editorial from him, and it did make a lot of people angry. I don't know. What what do you think, what, Did you feel angry? Well, Ed, here's, what, here's my suggestion. Oh, my God. Here we go. If you're going to want to bridge the gap, calling one side whiny babies who couldn't make it in the other side. Wait, did he say whiny babies? No, I'm no param- I was just actually looking for whiny babies. No, right? I'm, I'm, actually, I'm like, I'm paraphrasing. The, okay. Yeah, don't paraphrase. No, I'm a, I'm That's a not cool, man. Don't lie. That's why you're not a journalist. Don't paraphrase. <laughs> paraphrasing. So in other words, I understand that if you're in radio, that's your full-time gig. But podcasters, they have jobs, they have children, they have all these other things. And in their spare time, the little bit of spare time they have, they podcast. So then you have to record, you have to edit, you have to upload, you have to write show notes, you have to do everything that we all know that we have to do. And after a while, it just starts to get great on your nerves, especially if someone's somebody decides to give you negative feedback and break your heart. So when you say you're a whiny baby because you can't do an hour a week, I'm sure you got some feedback. Now, podcasters, get over yourself, okay? Because he's right. If it's too much, take a break. There are podcasters that have let things go. I'm just going to say Daniel J. Lewis has, hasn't podcasted in a year and a half, basically. Mm-hmm. All right. And he's getting things together. When he comes back, he's going to come back and he'll come back strong. All right. But he took the time that he needed. What he didn't do was podcast through some. All kinds of personal shit. Yeah. All kinds. What he didn't do is do that and let it affect his podcast. He took some time off. Again, here's the other thing, podcasters. You can either disagree with Ed or agree with Ed. (laughs) But to go after him with pitchforks and torches is ridiculous. Well, here's the thing. I mean, what he said was it's like podcasters hate hearing about radio, which is not true. And then he says some of them want their podcast to be radio. And that's all. I don't think that's necessarily true. That's true. Both things. I agree with both things because I hate radio people that come into podcasting. I do. That's me. And I want my radio. I want my podcast to sound like radio quality. Isn't Howard Stern technically done and burnt out? Isn't he leaving? And he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I realize he's been Howard Stern. Yeah, he's leaving. Yeah. So but, everyone but deals with burnout. It's not just podcasters. Howard Stern's been doing it. Hold this on. Has been burnout. Howard's, the man's yeah. been doing it 50 years almost. Exactly. So he's, he's almost 70. Matter, You're almost making Ed's point. He's doing it now three days a week. To be honest with you, he'd be out right now, in my humble opinion. This is John's opinion. Howard Stern would be out right now. But what happens, he has a whole bunch of people that he likes that are his employees. And if he quits, they're all fired. So I honestly think he's doing three days a week for these people to find other jobs, but they won't find other jobs. So now he's just cutting it off. Oh, that's a little off topic, though. My point is this. You can't be a ballet dancer and then go to a bunch of Irish dancers and be like, y'all couldn't ballet dance. (laughs) It's two totally different things. Like, yeah, they do five or six hours of show a week. I mean, they have five, maybe six, three to four hour shows every week. 
And talk hosts, when they have no music to lean on or fill time, have to entertain even more. Radio hosts don't complain about burnout. Well, they do. But also, I think their stuff is a little easier to find because you can just talk about whatevs. Also, you have an entire – you're not editing. You have an entire production team. You have like a – you know breakfast and snacks and people who you know you have music breaks so you can go pee if you need to like our stuff is all it's like again i'm gonna use another analogy it's like you're talking about making mac and cheese at boston market or you know like growing the cow milking it <laughs> making cheese I mean, that's like, it's a total different thing. Like, you get the noodles and the sauce, you're all set. I feel like, and that's kind of makes radio people sound lazy. I don't, I think it's a very hard job. It's just totally, completely different. You have a studio and a microphone and a staff and a boss and a, and a studio. (laughs) And by the way, a studio. Anyone who looks at these and us right now, He's in a basement. I'm in my daughter's bedroom. You've got beautiful lights covering God knows what. I don't know what's happening behind you. You just <laughs> make, you've got like a, I mean, all of us have like a, a faux facade of a studio and nice microphones. And I mean, the only reason I have a nice microphone is because somebody gave it to me for a sponsor. I couldn't, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't even know what to get. Someone sent it to me because they're like, I know what you need. Yeah. And most radio shows have uh, like 20 phone lines. And if they ever get tired of running out of something, they just plunk down the phone line and say, Hello, you're on the air. Yeah. It was an interesting article. It definitely riled some feathers. So Carrie Caulfield, she is in She Podcast. She's a podcast editor and consultant, and she wrote a response that aired the next day. Originally, she wrote this directly to Ed, and Ed, who wants to start a conversation, and I think that's what this was doing, was starting a conversation, was more than happy to publish it. He asked Carrie if it was okay to publish it, and... She listed why burnouts happen and why pod fading happens for podcasters. And she listed vulnerability. We don't have as much experience. We're not trained DJs. We're doing this in our basement. A lot of us have a full-time job. We are not podcasting full-time. For the most part, for many of us, podcasting is just a marketing branch of our business. And if we burn out on something, like I burn out on sending email newsletters. I do it like every two months. I hate doing it. I easily burn out on those. They have kids. Absolutely. They're primary caregivers in their home. There's so many reasons why things like pod fading and burning out happens to podcasters. And I don't think it's anything that that also we shouldn't take on the guilt about that because life happens. Yeah, totally. It's tough. But then again, sometimes you should recognize that it's enough. Like if you've had a show and after a while you're running out of topics, you're running out of things to say, and you're just podcasting the podcasting, sometimes it's okay to say, hey, guess what? I have three more episodes or this is going to be our last episode. And we're, we're getting, I know one podcast I listened to, they made it to 100. And he says, hey, listen, we made it to 100 and I'm done. This is our last episode. <laughs> I mean, I just thought it was nice. This quote, Carrie Arick is right when she said, those passionate about making a difference in the lives of their audience members. And passion is hard. Passion is very hard. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot out of you. It takes mental energy. It takes physical energy. And yeah, I, I don't know that we could hack it as radio people because I don't know if I could do small talk for fucking four hours a day. And that's what they're doing. Oh, the weather's going to be this today, guys. What do you think about that? Oh, I better get my raincoat. <laughs> I can't deal with that shit. I would well, never be able to deal with that. Well, imagine if you're ADHD. I <laughs> saw a thing on my uh, college campus 
radio station and it had all the rules. And one of the rules was you have to mention the station every five to seven minutes. So imagine you're in an amazing conversation with somebody and all of a sudden you have to switch your brain. Oh, yeah, I have to mention the radio station we're on, what show it is, who I am, where to find us, and then go back every five to seven minutes. My ADHD would not comply very well. No. (laughs) Again, I don't know about your radio station, but when I was in college, we had music. So you would do two songs and we had a sheet. We had a program director and we had a sheet and you would come in with your four. If you had a two hour show, you had two sheets that were blocked out and it said song, song, sweeper, PSA, live read, song. And it went right through. You could do that if you wanted to do this in podcasting, but it's more free flowing, free form. Some. The best thing about podcasting is it is a blank canvas. It can be whatever you want it to be. It can be that tight and that structured or it can be a hangout and a conversation. Um, I will say this, though. Some of the – like there's another article about taking a vacation, and I'm just going to say this about vacation. So Elsie and I are pretty regular about putting out a weekly show. Like there, like there's not much that gets in the way of us recording unless she's on the road or I'm on vacation, and then we just kind of make do. But after four years of doing our show, the first year trying to plow through, second year – trying to plow through like at last year and this year when it came time to the holidays december and january after thanksgiving she and i are not into it she's got a billion things to do i've got a billion things to do the last thing i want to do is turn on my microphone and start talking about podcasting when i'm thinking about hanukkah presents and whatever else i don't even know what else decorating the house and all that fush thunking of stuff that you got to do in december plus after a whole year's worth of news i feel like i need a break so energetically we just started being like do you want to record this week i don't want to record this week should we just do one more for the year i don't even want to do that (laughs) no (laughs) let's just say goodbye and then when we would start to talk about when do you want to come back do we come back the week of new year's no we're not ready we still need to rest we're still gathering our thoughts we this year, I think we decided we're going to take all of December and all of January off. And it's not because we don't love talking to each other. It's just that I think with the new year starts, it, you have like vacation, you're not vacation, you have like holiday hangover, kind of like it's a lot. I want to be able to recharge. I want to feel excited about it. I want to, I mean, maybe middle of Jan- I'm usually good by like January 20th. But before then, like the third, I no, thank you. I'm still <laughs> tired, shopping, returning. You know what I mean? It's exhausting. Yeah. But going back to that, even radio stations, many of the mainstream radio stations during that same holiday time put on holiday music and just go. They they go on there. They're <laughs> That's like, right. Okay, see ya. Here's your eight hours version of Santa Claus. Bye. Yeah. And then That's one really Hanukkah song. Thanks, Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Adam Sandler. And also just so I mean, this year, Hanukkah is at the same time as Christmas, I think, which makes everything worse. It doesn't matter when it is. It's worse. It's either last year it was like on Black Friday. Hold on. Let me see when it is. Hold on. Hanukkah. <laughs> see, how does it? I, I don't get that. It just moves around like a tumor. Would you like to know why? Sure. Or Easter no. moves around, too. Okay. Yeah. Hanukkah I don't starts like that December. Either. It starts on the 22nd and ends on the friggin' 30th. So like. Oh, God, you can't win. It can never be at a normal time. Well, first of all, the reason why Hanukkah and every Jewish holiday moves is because the original calendar, the Jewish calendar, we did not start over with the birth of Jesus. So it's not 2019. It's like 57, 60 something of the year. Star date. Yeah, not a star date. Shut up. But like, you know, it's like the original. Hold on. Let me see what what the Jewish year is. Hold on. The Jewish year is uh, 5779. And we have different months as well. We don't have the same amount of months as the English calendar, and we don't have the same amount of days. 
it's slightly off. So it's always the same day of the same month for the Jewish calendar. It just happens to move around on the English calendar. Okay, I get it. So, yeah, this year is the 22nd through the 30th, which means, I mean, yeah, I have longer to shop because last year was like the day after Black Friday. I had to buy everything and wrap it in 24 hours, which was annoying. Um, well, technically, you only have to buy like the first two things, but still. And then um, this year, though, I'm going to have the entire month of December. But it also means that every Christmas and Hanukkah party that everyone invites you to is all the same week because no one's going to want to do it like the 10th. The horror. All right, so can I ask you a question? Because uh, okay. this has come back, and I've had clients that asked me this and all. So, okay, so you're going to take a break between Christmas and New Year's, but you want everybody. So, what about using where they take a show and they say, "Okay, we're going to go back. I'm on episode 165, but episode 45 was a really good show, and it's a really good topic, and we're going to put this in as a reboot in podcasting. Is it really? Should you really do that and put that out as another episode because? If they wanted to, you could just say, hey, listen, um, we're not going to be here this week. Why don't you go listen to episode 45? Bye. I think if it's topical, if it's The idea is to have something consistently show up in the person's feed so that if they are subscribed, they get new content and it doesn't go away. Elsie and I just don't care about that. Yeah, I mean, I see people do it. I'm not a fan of putting up a show. I mean, I've done it, and that's why I'm not a fan of it. Because people would say, why am I going to listen to this? I already listened to it. If I want to listen to it again, I could just go get it. Yeah, but because newer listeners don't go get it. They don't know yeah. which ones are your best ones. And sometimes you do kind of have to be like, I'm going to do this one as a rerun because people really liked it. And I know I have a lot of new people listening since I put it out three years ago. Or, you know, like, what about the one where I call Elsie out on her, like, fear of success bullshit? And there's also one of where, like, we did everything as a, you know, as a musical. Do you remember that? My favorite one is Bounce, bitch. Yeah. Oh, the one when I came back from having a baby. Yes. And I told Scott he wasn't bouncing the baby. I got mad at him for not doing it. On this. Yeah. So, like, those are the things that, like, if you had just started listening in the last year, you've never heard that. Okay. And rather than be like, go listen to 188, I can just be like, here's 188. And then, you know, they've already pushed play. I don't have to give them more work to do. And I've also done best of episodes where I've went in and I pulled oh, some yeah. of the funniest clips and, and, and then announced the clips. Those are great. But that's also work. That's also a lot of work. More, uh, I tried do doing no a work. clip show once. It was more work than actually just recording a new episode. Right. The point it's, is doing none of the work. It, right. I've had it where people have sent clips and they say, this is a real easy show. It's just a bunch of clips. And I was like, no, you obviously never ever. edited a show before. This is it's horrible. thing ever. <laughs> I have seen it. So there is a difference between rerunning an old episode and rerunning old episodes for the sake of downloads, because I have seen that. I have seen somebody who Jess and I both, we want to have words with him. He does that. He plays his older episodes because he wants the downloads, because he wants to be able to say, I podcast three times a week and I have so and so million downloads. Okay, but you're playing an episode you played maybe 50 weeks ago. So there is a, a spamminess aspect to it, as long as you're not, don't be spammy about it. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. All right. Well, I'd love to hear what you guys have to think about these three articles and about pod fading in general. And do you think that podcasters would make good radio hosts? And do we care if we would make good radio hosts? And probably the answer to that, I can already tell you, is no, we do not. One thing I will say is don't get too wrapped up in this article or responding to it or getting get angry because what you should be doing is working on your show more than anything else. Things like this come along and you see it and you see people get angry and you could spend 20 to 30 minutes on Facebook fighting with somebody or you could spend... 20 to 30 minutes saying, I'm going to prove him wrong. I'm going to work on my show. I'm going to put some episodes 
in the hopper in case I ever in the hopper in the can in case I ever have to go on vacation. Hopper Hopper was an ice cream term from when I worked at Carvel. So I'm still I don't know why I'm still like college Carvel head. But yeah, college Carvel head. I never heard that. You know what that was? That was Emily Spirations. (laughs) And you're absolutely right. I agree with you 100 percent. All right. I think we're going to wrap up because I know you're listening to this after the holiday, but we're recording this Friday before the holiday and I have Harosa to make and I have my dining room to clean and I have my children to not, you know, keep separate. My kids want to dye Easter eggs so they can throw them at each oh, other. Yeah. So. Right. Oh, yeah. that's not better. Boil them first, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe just, to, I mean, I'm a Jew, so I don't know the, all the ins and outs, but like, seems like boiling is a good idea. What is oh, yeah. better, uh, having the kids have welts from hard boiled Easter eggs or the egg mess? Hmm. The secret is soft boiled eggs. I don't know. I'm just mm. making that up. <laughs> you can cheat. You know, I have one of those little egg makers that does the six. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you just open it. It's really the best thing that's ever happened. Oh, I'm going to go Instant Pot with these. Instant you Pot. Just... Oh, even better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put the whole thing in. Good idea. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please give us feedback today on today's show's feedback at ShePodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at ShePodcast. We do have a special Patreon $5 Super Squad where if you need help on demand, you can find us at ShePodcast.com forward slash Patreon, if you're at the $5 level, you get into that group for free. It's our little VIP group. And also check out the event, ShePodcastLive.com. Check it out. It's going to be in Atlanta this fall. You can still buy tickets. We hope to see you there. Thank you. Have a wonderful holiday. Well, hope you had a wonderful holiday, and we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Love ya. Mean it. Bye.